welcome to another another episode of the traveling introvert or the career conversations today we have adrian santiago hi adrian hello how you doing today i right now i'm doing great as we mentioned earlier he was like thanks for having me on the show and i was like ah yeah, that's great. You're, you're welcome. And then I was like, no, wait, hang on. This this could this could all go horribly wrong. So we will see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> let's find out. Yes, let's see. So um, pop quiz. It's not really. It's a question I ask everybody. What does introversion mean to you? Oh, man. I mean, for for me in my youth, I didn't really understand that I was introverted, you know, and uh, I probably would have done things a lot differently had I known it. Uh, it definitely ruined a lot of like outings where I, I was the late one. I was always the late one because I uh, didn't want to go. I don't I don't want to go to places. I want to stay home and watch my movies and read my books and stuff. Um, and yet at the same time, I've, I've worked, uh, you know, customer service and hospitality since I was 16. And it teaches you people skills, it forces you to be good at talking to people and stuff like that. So at at this age, especially now with a wife and kids, alone time doesn't really exist very much. Um, It means finding those little moments throughout the day to recharge that social battery and just kind of like spend time with yourself and your own thoughts. And again, do a little reading or a little writing or whatnot. That's it, it ultimately means to me that I have to sort of adjust things and, uh, you know, put uh, my introvertedness in in a, in a little pocket where I can kind of dig into from time to time and just kind of relax in there and then come back out and pretend to be an extrovert. <laughs> so what I love that you mentioned there is that when you were younger, you wish you'd known. When did you discover more about introversion and was it positive or negative? Oh, I, I don't know if it's either positive or negative, because ultimately everybody's either one or the other or some like mix of the two in between, you know. Um, and and again, with with all my experiences in customer services, I, I've sort of become that extroverted introvert that people, you know, hope that they can be. Um, so not negative or positive or anything like that. Ultimately, you know, you learn about it uh, over the years as, as you progress through life and and you start hearing the words and you're like oh that's what I am oh that it all makes so much sense now <laughs> you know like so yeah I, I wouldn't say it's either a positive or negative experience it's more like a uh, self-discovery and understanding is, is what it all comes down to okay I think when I said um yes I think when I said positive or negative is because I've had some people say that in the past when you looked up introversion or when you were told about introversion it was very um negative sure yeah people who don't really understand it especially on the extroverted side you know they'll look at an introvert and be like yo man like how come you don't want to hang out how come you're not talking as much as the other guys are you anti-social what's going on like no man i just you know i'm just in here (laughs) just i don't need to i'm cool i'm fine yeah i'm just i forgot this audio only in here means in my head I'm on YouTube, so I think in video. <laughs> it's just going to people just get to imagine we're in here. It could be your heart. It could be yeah. Yeah, anywhere, anywhere, anywhere. Whatever just... your mind's eye comes up with is fine. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So um, you mentioned that um, some of the things you like doing are is is are book related. Uh, grammar. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about what you do? Uh, well, um, you know, like most people, I have a I have a day job. 
but my career, as I think about it, is I'm an author. I, I write uh, books, novels. My uh, series is called The Mythic Series. It's a big sci-fi fantasy epic. And uh, the first novel is called Shadow of the Spark. It's a murder mystery set in that, wor in that world. Excuse me. And uh, it's definitely an adult book. It's got violence and language and sex and drugs and all kinds of crazy stuff like that. But it's all set in the future and there's technology and there's also a little magic. And uh, I try to type things into like earth mythology as well. So we got like pyramid stuff in there. There's a little bit of something for everybody. Romantic subplots. It's, it's all in there. LGBTQ characters and lead roles an ensemble cast. Um, I love writing stories. I, I love, um, you know, as an introvert, I do a lot of people watching, you know, just kind of like sitting around in a coffee shop, enjoying my coffee and, and, and seeing how nutty people can get. And uh, that just creates characters in my brain. And then I just have to spit them onto a page or else they'll just drive me nuts up here. So, <laughs> you know. So you mentioned that um, you have a day job that we're not going to talk about forget day jobs we don't do that in fact I don't you know we don't do days and they smell <laughs> day job smell <laughs> and so can you tell me some misconceptions people might have about the work that you do writing as an author uh yeah so in in my experience most people think that you know writing a book is, is easy and that anybody can do it you know you tell somebody that uh, you're an author that you've written a novel and, and they all tell you, oh, you know, I've got this great idea for a novel in my head. I, I, the whole thing is up there. All I got to do is write it down. And they're not understanding that that's absolutely the hardest part. The idea is easy. The, anybody can just have ideas floating around in their heads, but actually writing a novel is insanely hard. It took me three years to finish this one. This is just the one that I finished. I've worked on other projects for years and never completed them because it's hard. And every time you think you're done, you go back and you read through and you realize it's hot garbage and you need to fix the whole thing. And other times you think, oh, I know how to do this. And you start the process of doing something and you realize I have no idea how to do this. And you go and you research it and you realize there's like a whole book of skills that you don't have that you have to master first before you can even complete this next chapter. And then you got to start all over. It's 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 hard. It's hard. Uh, if it was easy, everybody would do it. <laughs> right. Yes. And finding the time and the, do you have to be in the right frame of mind? I say right frame of mind. Do you have to be in a specific mood to to write? Well, when I first started out, I I told myself that that I need to be in a certain mood. Oh, I'm not in a mood right now. I can't I can't get it done. Um, and that's the reason why it took so long to get things done. The first year and a half of working on this novel was very much like that. If I wasn't feeling it, I wasn't doing it. And that's just not going to get it done. And I read a book called The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield, and it completely changed how I work. Uh, he, he addresses uh, shifting from an amateur to a professional. And he, uh, you know, he brings up the idea of, well, you know, you have a day job. Uh, do you show up late to your day job? No, you show up on time. Do you, uh, you know, wake up in the morning and say, um, you know, I'm not feeling it today. So I'm, I'm not going to go. No, you go into you show up to work every day on time. You do the work, you go home. Um, and he's like, that's how you have to approach what you you know, your craft, your art. If you're a writer every day, you got to sit down and get the writing done, whether it's a half hour session, an hour, two hours, whatever it is. You set that goal and you get it done. You clock in and you clock out like it's your job. And, and I started doing that. And 
in that second year and a half, I got three times as much writing done as, as I did in that first year and a half. And I finally finished the novel. And it was all because I, I had to like hold myself accountable and, you know, make a schedule. I made a schedule <laughs> like a job. And every day I would sit down and get the right, even if I didn't feel like it, even if I was sick, even if I hadn't eaten and I was cranky or I didn't have ideas, it didn't matter if, you know, people talk about writer's block. Oh, you sit down and it's not flowing. What are you talking about flowing? Just make the clickety clack happen. And like, eventually things will work out. Like just do the thing and you'll get there. And that's, uh, you know, once that attitude changed in me, um, yeah, that whole like not feeling it thing doesn't come into it anymore. Now it's more like, you know, where am I going to fit this, you know, writing time into my day? Like I said earlier, I got kids, I got a wife. For some reason, they like me and they want to hang out with me all the time. I don't, I don't understand, but they do. And so I have to give them time and everything. And, and, you know, once they go to sleep or maybe I'll wake up early in the morning while everybody's asleep and I'll put in my time and get my writing done because you got to do it. It's got to get done. Right. That's really interesting about the, well, the, the thing that I've heard with books as well is with writing, you, you it's a first draft. It's not going to be, it's not going to be mm. perfect when you, when you, when you sit and mm -hmm. do, as you said, get the clickety clack done. So it doesn't matter. I mean, yes, it matters, but it doesn't matter really in the grand scheme of things, what the clickety clack is. That's exactly right. Yeah. Um, you know, folks, one of my uh, problems in that first year and a half where I wasn't getting things done is I kept going back and re-editing, rewriting the same chapters over and over again, trying to get them perfect, trying to get them perfect. And one of my more accomplished author friends kind of smacked me over the head and was like, what are you doing? Just get to the end. Just, just get to where you write the end. And then you can go back and edit and fix it. And your first draft is going to be garbage. It's supposed to be because the first draft is you telling yourself the story. And then the second draft is you making it look like you knew what you were doing all along, even though you didn't. Uh, so <laughs> just get it done. And, you know, I can't take credit for that quote because that first half of that quote is, is from uh, 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 Terry Pratchett. He says, you know, the first draft is you uh, telling yourself the story. And then Neil Gaiman completed oh, it. Well, with I like, mean... oh, of course, he says <laughs> the, the second punch. draft is making it look like you knew what you were doing all along. So, yeah, just don't worry about it making sense. Don't worry about grammar and punctuation. Don't worry about spelling. Just write and get it done. Now, because I, I know myself and I and, and if I see a typo, I'm going to fix it. What I would do is I would I, I adjusted my my uh, my my writing uh, process so that let's say I start writing on Monday. Monday, I'll write a, a new thing. On Tuesday, I'll edit that thing. And then on Wednesday, I'll write a new thing. And then on Thursday, I'll edit that thing. And then on Friday, I'll write a new thing and so on. And so I'm always moving forward, but I'm also going back and kind of cleaning things up just so like I don't drive myself crazy, you yeah. know? <laughs> okay, but that's good that you know yourself. You're like, okay, I get that I have to write stuff, but let me do it in a way that sort of works. Yeah, and that way I get a cleaner first draft at the end and, you know, the, the edit is a little easier on me, even though it's the first draft is still hot garbage. It's supposed <laughs> to be. <laughs> oh, that is wonderful. Thank you. Um, so I guess that's probably something that you do regularly that has improved your book writing. So conversely to that, what is something that you say no to? So, uh, hmm, in regards to writing or, yeah. or oh, something that I say no to? That's a great question. I'm not sure. Um, well, you know, I, I, I have to have like my music going so that I'm in the right headspace and everything. Um, as uh, 
you know, I'm in addition to being an introvert, I also have a touch of the ADHD. And so I tend to need multiple things going on in order to focus. And with writing, that's something that I say no to for myself, uh, other than having some music so that I can focus. And the music has to be lyricless, just like, you know, movie scores and stuff like that. Something with just instruments so that I, I don't get bogged into lyrics and stuff like that. But other than that, I, I shut down the whole rest of my ADHD-ness. I say no to that because if I have, you know, YouTube going or whatever, I'm never going to get I'm going to get distracted. Exactly. I'm gonna, my attention is going to be diverted. So that's something I say no to, at least within myself. It's like for, for now, while you're writing, you are not ADHD. <laughs> you just aren't. <laughs> Focus. <laughs> so then my question then is for your writing um uh the time that you spend writing do you then make it smaller chunks because of this to give yourself a chance to go and be distracted or is it like i'm just going to sit here for like a long period of time that's a great question i used to try to force the latter where i would try to force myself to just write for two straight hours and never stop and that's not good you burn out so what i do now is sprinting i will write for 25 minutes and then i'll take a, a five to ten minute break and then i'll write for 25 minutes and i'll take a five to, and i use timers so that i you know i don't get uh, you know, lost in something else. I'll get up to get some water, use the bathroom, get a snack, whatever it is. You know, I might, uh, you know, play a few minutes of Zelda or whatever, and then put it down, get back to writing another 25 minutes and so on. And in that way, I found that I get a lot more done. Yeah, I like that choice of I play a bit of Zelda, because then if you pick playing some other game, mm. you have to pick something that you can pause at any point and just <laughs> and walk, back, away from, yeah, walk away exactly. from yeah and come come back like, oh well i just i just need to finish this mm, insert thing here then it's like it's not it's not happening yeah i i adhere to the uh to the timers very strictly as soon as that timer goes off i don't care if i'm in the middle of fighting a boss like that's where i stop i shut it down and i go back to writing you have to be very disciplined like that yeah sounds like it all right and so with everything that you do and you mentioned that you have a, a more esteemed um, writer friend. Can you can you tell me about if there's a connection or a person that you met that changed your life in some way? So maybe not a, a person singular, but in in regards to the whole author thing, uh, you know, I when I when I first started this thing, I I was on YouTube and I saw this uh, author. Her name is Jenna Moresi. She has a, a channel on YouTube where she gives writing advice. Um, very, you know standard like uh beginner type stuff you know here's the top 10 tropes that you should use in this genre or here are the cliches that you should stay away from and here's how you write a, a climax or you know whatever it is and um she had a huge following and she tells a story about how she used to work a job that she hated in accounting or something like that something with numbers and you know putting all her time into something that she wasn't passionate about and then finally she just switched gears, be, became an author, started her YouTube channel, grew an audience. And then by the time her first book came out, her audience was waiting for her book. And I was like, light bulb, let's do that. So I started that uh, YouTube channel for myself. Um, it slowly became a, a, an online platform. I, I, I have, you know, I'm on all the social medias, I'm doing all the things. Uh, but the community on AuthorTube, uh, AuthorTube is what we call it, where all the authors are talking about writing on YouTube. The community on AuthorTube is is the one that changed my life. You know, um, that Jenna Marissi kind of, she was the gateway drug. She sucked me in. 
But once I was in, it, it was the camaraderie of all these authors, like helping each other out, you know, giving advice, sharing their experiences and, um, you know, promoting each other and interviewing each other and all this kind of stuff. And um, ultimately, that's what my channel became is since I, I, I'm a fledgling writer, this is my first novel that, that just came out. I'm, I'm still learning the rope, so to speak. I didn't want to be that guy who's like, here's how you write sci-fi. Like, who, who's going to listen to me? Like, I don't know what I'm talking about. So instead, I interview other authors and I learn from them and I, and I have I give them a platform to share their knowledge. And that has really, really changed things for me, just being surrounded by other people who do what I do. Um, you know, writing is such a lonely uh, 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 career. Like you're, you're sitting in front of a computer or a typewriter or a notebook or whatever it is by yourself alone with your thoughts and just writing. And it, it can get a little lonely and you, you, maybe you don't know if you're doing it right. And you know, you, you need people to like give you a little feedback. So having a community around you like that to, uh, you know, share your writing with share in their writing and learn from them. And that, that really changed things for me and, and was definitely a big factor in getting things done for sure. Uh, yeah, that I'm really glad that you brought that up because that's something I talk to about with my clients a lot. It's sort of like, okay, yes, you have a job, even day job related, but you need peers in different industries so you can be like, so this thing happened at work. Is this, mm -hmm. is this, is this how it's supposed to be? Or like, mm -hmm. is this what I'm or just yeah. vent who will understand whatever language you use, whatever right. acronyms you use, because you can you can vent to your other half or your cat or your dog, but they're going to be they like, don't get it. Ah. Yeah. Right. You just threw words at me. So <laughs> that's great. And I, um, I'm, I'm glad that that has happened. I like that, that um, author tube for, for those who are in crafts that have like floss tube. There you go. They, they re rename it. Or like if you're into, into, if you're on Reddit and you're into like baking, it's bread it. So each, each one. <laughs> bread it. I know, I know. I love that one personally. <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> so each, each one has their own little thing and it's, finding it and like you said you're finding that gateway human that will lead you in mm -hmm. thank you so very much so i have a question for you please uh please do not think too deeply about this okay i'll try <laughs> i want your first off the cuff answer in your humble or esteemed no in your esteemed opinion oh let, ah, me, sit, let me sit up straight there you go in your esteemed opinion is a hot dog a sandwich <laughs> if it was a sandwich it would be called a sandwich it's a hot dog a hot oh. dog is a hot dog and a sandwich is a sandwich i get why people ask that the bread there's meat in between okay i get it but if you know if we're doing that then so is a taco and so is a quesadilla and like so is a pizza like like what are we doing here <laughs> a sandwich is a sandwich and a hot dog is a hot dog all right there you have it folks <laughs> so adrian please can you tell my audience where they can find out more about you and what you do Oh, it's easy. You go to booksbyadrian.com. Adrian is spelled A-D-R-I-A-N. So booksbyadrian.com. From there, you can get to my book in all its formats. Uh, it's an ebook. It's in paperback. You can buy signed personalized copies directly from myself on there. Um, I also have, uh, you know, my YouTube channel, uh, you can find through there. My social medias, you can find through there. Everything connects to that uh, website. And uh most easily, you can sign up for the newsletter on there. I send out a newsletter every week on Friday, keeping everybody updated with what's coming up the next week, uh, book sales when they're happening, all that kind of stuff. So booksbyadrian.com, easiest way. I love the way you named it Books by Adrian. You're like, I'm going to set myself up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I've I, technically I've published two already because before the novel, I published a short story that it's kind of like a prologue. It leads into the novel and I use it as a nice little uh, 
uh, what's it called? A, uh, a, a reader magnet, you know? Yes. Um, so yeah, books by age. I'm already working on the sequel. I'm working on some short stories, a short story collection that's coming out next year. So yes, all, all the right. books will be on there. Books by Adrian. Exciting. Thank you so very much. Uh, this is Janice from The Career Introvert, helping you build your brand and get hired. Have a great rest of your week. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you.